We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Wesley, as we discussed in the last segment, there is a difference between the universal call on the lives of every on the life of every believer by God. And then there's also some calls that I think culture tries, especially the American culture, tries to make on the life of believers that are not necessarily biblical. Uh, now, to talk about this, you, we wanted to bring in a really cool guest uh, who's written an article on it. And why don't you go ahead and introduce him? Sure. Brian Fisher's our guest today. He's a host here, a radio host here at American Family Radio for the program Focal Point, who I got to be a part of for a little while. It's on uh, Monday through Friday from 1 o'clock to 3 p.m. Central Time, and we're so grateful to have you in, Brian. Good to be here. Wesley, TJ, thanks for having me in. I appreciate your time. Well, now, I came across your article, I guess it was a couple weeks back, and the article was written, uh, it first appeared on the stand. The, the stand is the, 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 I guess, the headquarters for the AFA.net website. If you go there, you'll see a lot of articles. Every day we produce three to four articles uh, on different topics, your show hosts like Brian wrote one. I've written some before. Other other um, other hosts here or other people here at AFA have written some. And the one that we saw was uh, that I saw came across was God has called us to be not. God has not called us to be nice. And when I first read that, like like most of the the great titles on uh, AFA.net, the stand. I noticed it and read it and saw that was thought-provoking because when you hear the word nice, you think, well, well, sure, of course we're supposed <laughs> to be nice, you know. But when I read the article, it really brought a lot to what he was saying. And can you explain just a little bit of the, the essence, the overall arching point of your article? Well, I think there's a, a major confusion in the body of Christ about what God has called us to be. And I think a lot of Christians— are under the mistaken impression that God has called us to be nice, that the essence of being a Christ follower is to be a nice person. But I don't think that's biblical. I think what the Bible instructs us to be is to be good. God has called us to be good rather than to be nice. And the difference, as I see it, is nice people never confront evil. Nice people never make waves. And nice people never challenge evil or challenge error, but good people do. Another way to put it is nice people don't get crucified. <laughs> Jesus was crucified. He wasn't crucified because he was nice. He was crucified because he was good. And so you start thinking about that issue. You know, we're all going to run into situations where there's evil that's being promoted, evil that's being advocated, error that's being advocated. And you've got a choice in a situation like that to do something about that in response, to kind of challenge the error, to challenge the evil, to confront it in some way. And this isn't a call to be rude or obnoxious. You know, we're not called to be offensive by nature. But nice people always accommodate. They always bend. They always knuckle. They always compromise. But good people, there comes a point in the life of, of a good man or a good woman where he says, look, on this issue, I've got to take a stand. I've got to plant my feet here on the Word of God. I cannot budge on this. I can't give on this. I can't fudge on this. This is a clear line between good and evil, between right and wrong, and I've got to take my stand on the side of what is true and right regardless of what kind of response I may get from people around me, what kind of accusations that may uh, come against me. You know, and it's, you know, like Jesus said, that you are blessed when all men persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely. 
Mm-hmm. So in other words, it doesn't count if you're just being mean or obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't count. Yeah. But people are going to say all kinds of evil against us falsely. And that only happens to people that are good. And that's what God has called us to be. You know, to be a follower of Christ, to be Christ-like, to imitate him, means that we are going to choose to be good rather than simply to be nice. Yeah, it's interesting you said that, and you've got a great article. We'll have it up on our Facebook page. We'll post it and pin it to the top. You can also find it at afa.net. The title is God Has Not Called Us to Be Nice. You know, it's interesting you use the illustration of Jesus because Jesus himself, like you said, he, in order to fit the category of the world when it comes to the definition of nice or passive, he could have easily said, you know what, you're right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. The, I'm not. Uh, I'm not the Savior. I'm not. I'm not God in the flesh. You know, he could have said those things in order to pacify and please the people, in order to be nice. You know, not not causing weight. But no, he did. He stood firm on what God has called him to do and what God um, has sent him on earth to do. And he said, "I am. I am God." You know, I. I I'm. Was it John 10, uh, 10, 30? He said, the Father and I are one. Mm-hmm. And he said those things. Those are the things that one of the thing, one of many things that got him crucified. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, Brian, one of the things that I, I kind of picked up from your article, um, really, there's a difference between being nice and being kind, uh, even in the difference there, because a kindness is truly to call out somebody when they need to be called out. However, a nice person is not going to be doing that. Um, but I also go back and I think of, of Paul and Peter. You know, Paul was rarely a nice guy, um, as as described here in the article. Um, however, he was definitely good. And when it came to Peter, um, who was you know siding with the Judaizers, who was eating with Judaizers and shunning um, the Gentiles, the uncircumcised, Paul called him out to his face. Do you think that's something that would happen normally in the church today? Well, I think that's the issue that we have to confront. Is Am I going to be more like a Paul in that situation where I'm willing to confront error when I see it, when I've got a responsibility to do it, uh, confront a Peter if that's what God has called me to do, or am I just going to roll over and be silent? doesn't mean we have to speak in every occasion. I'm not talking about that under every circumstance, but there are going to be times when somebody needs to speak for the truth at the risk of being criticized at the risk of being accused, of being judgmental, mm-hmm. of being unchristlike, and that's going to be the decision point. Am I willing to take an unapologetic stand for the truth, even if I'm criticized in return? Yeah, and I think you know that brings up just a natural response of, okay, how do I know that? How do I know the difference between an area where I can be silent even though I disagree or maybe even where I should be silent even though I disagree and where where how do I know the area where I cannot budge where I have to stand and I have to speak out how do I know the difference between what are the principles there Well that's where discernment is called for uh, I think you know discernment is one of the things that the scripture talks about frequently the proverbs talks about that you know, so discernment doesn't mean that I have to speak every time I've got an opportunity to do it. It means we exercise wisdom, we exercise restraint, we exercise judgment. In fact, I would suggest that we need to hold our peace as long as we can. Mm. I don't think we ought to be quick on the trigger on something like this. So I think it's always good to exercise restraint. It's always good to be careful. It's always good to exercise good judgment. And ask ourselves, do I really need to say something? Do I really need to confront this situation in this case? Or is this something that for now I can sort of allow to go on? But my point is at some point in every Christian's life, there's gonna, we're going to come up against something where it's just wrong 
It's in our sphere of influence. We have the responsibility or the right to kind of make our voice heard. And then that becomes the question, am I going to be nice in that situation or am I going to be good? Mm-hmm. You're listening to Gage Magazine on American Film Radio. We have Brian Fisher in studio. We're so grateful to have him in here. He's the uh, host for Focal Point that comes on every day, every day Monday through Friday at three p or one one p.m. to three p.m. Central Time. We'll put that up on our podcast, and you'll be able to be able to link to it there. So what you're saying here is that for a Christian that if who desires to avoid confrontation at all, or that desires to never have any conflict with anybody, that's impossible. Is that what you're saying? If you want to be Christ-like. <laughs> if you want to be Christ-like. If you're going to be Christ-like, if you're going to follow Christ, he at times, I'm not saying every day, sure. I'm not saying yeah. as a matter of course, and you know, you we've all been around people that are just sort of uh, quarrelsome by nature. That's mm-hmm. not what we're talking right, about right, right. here. But if you're going to follow Christ, he is going to lead you into places where you're going to have to take a stand and either decide that you are going to make your influence felt on behalf of what is good and right and true, or you're just going to be silent when you ought to speak. And that's the difference, I think, between a good person and a nice person. A nice person never speaks if there's a risk of it causing a rift, causing trouble, causing other people to be offended or uncomfortable. But good people know when it's time to speak, and they're prepared to do it. And one, another thing that really intrigued me when I read this article is the importance of our audience that needs to hear this. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're primarily focused on reaching the millennials with the gospel and how that gospel compels us to say and do the things that we do. And so when I read this I, and knowing our audience, I was like, audience needs to hear this because the millennials, by and large, we're very passive. We're very, we very, we fit the description of nice more times than not. We want to be nice. We want to be pleasing, and those are good attributes. But when it comes to taking a stand, we've got to understand as millennials that there's going to come a time where we need to take a stand for the written word of God. And we need, and as I've said in some of the articles I've written, we say, we speak. Uh, the word of God, and we let the chips fall where they may. And I love your, I love here. I'm just going to quote one of them. I've underlined it here from your article. It said, Jesus was not nice. And you said, uh, but what I'm about to read, you've reiterated several times in different ways. You said, but he was kind, he was compassionate, he was caring, but not bending on, uh, but he's standing for truth. And it was, but, and it cost him his life. I like how you said, that um, because in in First Corinthians uh, thirteen six it says that love does not delight in evil, but rather rejoices in truth. So there has to come a point. Uh, the, the the world is just twisted this so much because if we really care and love about people, we're gonna tell them the truth. Isn't that right? Exactly right. And that's our view, for instance, on the homosexual issue. I mean, I believe that we love homosexuals more than the world does, mm. because we know that they're involved in a lifestyle. They're making choices with their sexuality that are destructive, corrosive mm-hmm. to the soul, toxic to the spirit, and it will endanger their eternal future. Mm. And we love them enough and we care about them enough to try to warn them. That's what loving, caring people do. And so the people that are think they're loving the homosexual community by not saying anything yeah. about the <laughs> risk of their lifestyle, I don't believe that's love at all. You're sort of consigning them to a Christless eternity without ever giving them an alternative. You know, I think of even Paul in Philippians, in, in the Philippi, where his rights as a Roman citizen were violated by the local magistrates. And when the local magistrates found out about it, they were wigged out because it was like a <laughs> Roman colony. They knew they were in really, really big trouble for violating the legal rights of a citizen. 
And so they went to Paul and asked him to leave. Paul, would you just go away? Don't make waves here. We know we're in trouble. We know we goofed up. You could really help us out if you just didn't say a word about this. You know, Paul could have said, well, hey, honest mistake. Anybody could do it. But that's not what Paul did. He said, look, there are bigger issues here. What's going to happen to the church, the believers that I leave behind? If we slink away under cover of darkness, allowing that kind of injustice to happen, what's going to happen to them when we leave? We can always leave. These people can't. And so we said, look, you're going to have to apologize to us publicly. You were going to have to publicly escort us to the edge of town, mm. you know, to make it very clear that you admit your wrongdoing in this. And that's what good people do. I think of the Kleins, the Bakers in Oregon. They were kind, courteous, civil. Kim Davis. Brian, thank you. But for... <laughs> there were still issues that they yeah. ran into Sorry, because they told the time. truth. Brian, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it. And if you've enjoyed it, if you missed any of it, you can always check it out at engagemagazine.net slash podcast. Until next week, keep on sharing truth and applying scripture. <laughs>